you're a smart guy because you you butter your bread. Post game <laughs> locker room, you talk up Joe, man. Joe's the best quarterback I've ever seen in history of the NFL. <laughs> you smart guy. Mm-hmm. What's something that you can tell us about Joe Flacco that either you didn't know or people in general don't know about this guy? I really feel like Joe talks a lot of. <laughs> 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 I always used to tell my coaches, man, 21 is scared of me, man. Just, just throw me the ball. Welcome into the lounge. I'm Ryan Mink. And I'm Gary Downing, and we're excited about this one today. First of all, Ryan, it's nice to be 3-0. Definitely. Only five undefeated teams left in the league. And uh, it makes it much easier to attract guys to do the podcast. We can say good things happen when you do the podcast. We can have a lot more fun when we're 3-0 and than 0-3. I can tell you that much. Absolutely. And uh, we want to have fun with you guys, the fans. And uh, let me just say, we pretty much every week try to tell fans to subscribe to the show, rate the show, review the show. And the reviews are coming in. They're, they're flying in right now. Mm-hmm. The other you got thing- a good one? I got a really good one. The other thing, too, is you can email the show at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. You guys know we like to read emails, but today we're going to mix it up. We're going to read a review. All right. All right. Because this is something that I thought just really caught my eye. The title of the review, Rat Boy is a Genius. (laughs) Rat Boy! (laughs) Review says, it's been great to get away from all the website content from time to time and hear about the workings inside the castle as told by Garrett and Mink. However, the most recent episode with the Rat Boy has me hooked. He has a phenomenal pumpkin beer acumen, and anyone who skips the morning coffee for pumpkin beer is just the man in my book. Can't wait for the next episode featuring the Rat Boy. I mean, the Rat Boy's here to stay, I think. He earned his keep, and the Rat Boy is just a great name, so... I think he'll be back. He'll definitely be back. And if you're just to clear it up, if you haven't listened to the Rat Boy episode, that's episode 13. So you got to go back and catch that one to get filled in on exactly what we're talking about. And like I said, you got to email us and let us know what you think of Rat Boy. It's the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Today we don't have the Rat Boy, but we do have another spectacular guest. I, I, I think he beats out the Rat Boy a little bit. He edges him out a little bit. I would say so. We are happy to be joined. By Mike Wallace. We want to have some fun here. And uh, first of all, I got to ask you, though. Mm-hmm. Did you buy Joe a steak dinner? No, I didn't. <laughs> you, you didn't get... You already you know what I'm asking about. <laughs> no, nah, not yet. I, mean, I haven't seen him, you know. Well, you said he's a baby. Bu- he's busy having kids. Right. So, <laughs> so I haven't had a chance just yet. Did you? So when he signed his big contract a few years ago, you know, he went through, like, McDonald's drive-thru. Uh-huh. So maybe you can get off cheap and just get him, like, a 10-piece of McNuggets. That's the way to get off cheap on this deal. Oh, definitely. I'll get him a 20-piece. <laughs> Whoa, big money big here. He's splurging. Hey, big money. <laughs> so it would have been the 22nd straight completion uh-huh. had you caught that one in the end zone. Yeah. You're going to catch a lot more. But did Joey ever give you a hard time about it on sideline? Yeah, he told, me, he told me in the locker room after the game <laughs> that, I, that I dropped the record breaker. I was hurt about that. I was like, find time to pick a drop. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, they had guys called 21 straight passes, and then it gets to me on a, on a record breaker, and I drop it. Well, I'm sure you let them know, you know, hey, Joe, you know I'm the only wide receiver that's caught a touchdown this year, right? No, nah, I ain't So you got a good comeback. Yeah, I could have, but I, I didn't want to use that one. Because <laughs> he could isolate me from scoring any more touchdowns <laughs> if he really wants to. He didn't want any punishment. You also kind of get credit because you had the block for his touchdown. Yeah, I did. I did. That's a good point. Yeah, I did. So, yeah, he kind of owes me, too. So. I, didn't, I didn't know you were such a, a feisty little edge blocker there. Nah, I got a little something in me. You know, <laughs> I got my out there with Steve, so, you know, I got to have a, at least a little something. Nice. Have, would you say Steve has made you more edgy? 
Or yeah. did you already have that I'll, in you? I'm already like that, though, honestly. All he does is just just amp it up a little bit more. Like, I'm already edgy. Like, I'm already that type of guy. I'm like Steve. I'm just a different type of guy. I'm, I'm more of just a hype guy. Steve's like a crazy guy. Like, I'm, a, I'm just a little crazy. Like, I'm more hype than crazy. Steve is more crazy than hype. So. And, and Steve's always looking for that peel back block, too. Yeah, he's always looking for anything. Any, any confrontation he can get, he wants it. So, you know, I love being on a team with a guy like that. Yeah, there are times during games where you guys are on the sidelines or maybe out there on the field where you're like, you are crazy. Yeah, I always tell him that. I, it's not even in the game. I tell him that every day. It's probably not one day that passed that I don't be like, bro, you, you crazy. Like, and every day I'm here, it just, you know, makes me realize that he's, he's like, really crazy. Like, he's, he's not playing. He's not joking. He's not a, it's not just what he's trying to put off. Nah, it, God is really crazy. I've been wanting to I say I've fun. been wanting to say something like that to Steve, but I don't have the cojones. Nah, I tell you know him, what I mean. You know the what? Cajones. Yeah, I tell him every day, every day, cause like I'm like Steve, I'm like that, like I'm a rowdy guy too. So you know, Steve, Steve always gets the edge, cause he can out edge you, but like you know, it's not me though. Like I live <laughs> for that type of stuff too. So you know, I, I every time you know, Steve's the type of guy, man. You gotta you gotta get him back. Like if you just let him come in and just tell you all type of stuff, then he's just going, he's going to take it and pile on. Yeah, like that's what he's going to do. So I figured it out. So I got to get him like every time he, got, he has something, I got to come back with something else just to let him know like, I can't let you get the upper hand, man, because I know you. I'm, I didn't figure you out already. So. <laughs> we, got, we got to keep that in mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, speaking of the upper hand, you know, I don't <laughs> want to get ahead of ourselves, but there's a big game for you, I imagine, coming up in about a month. And that's mm-hmm. when the Steelers come uh-huh. to, to MT Bank Stadium. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I, I got to ask you, what do you feel like that's going to feel like for you? Uh, honestly, I really feel like it's just going to feel like another game. Really? I, I really do. I feel like, you know, I'm going to be out there. It's going to be, you know, at, at the beginning, it's going to be funny. Just, cause, but this is like my third time playing against the Steelers now. Like, that's I played point. against them the first year when I went to Miami. That was, not, that was really weird, you know, uh-huh. just because I had just left. And I went right back. And then last year in the Hall of Fame game, we didn't play much, obviously, but we played against them in the Hall of Fame game. So the weirdest part is just seeing the guys who I was on the team with, and I was all on your team, like. And now you know I'm just going against you. You know that's the weird part. But far as just like, it's always fun because I still have so many friends over there that you know when I see them, it's all love. But right. at the end of the day, when we put on these pads and we we strap up, I play for Baltimore. Right. And you know I'm out here trying to kill. Every time. It's the first time that you're playing against the Steelers while wearing purple. Yeah, no, that's, that's a little different. That's going to be really weird. But <laughs> I honestly, like, the guys here fit me so well, like, as far as, like, the camaraderie and the, the type of guys that's on the team that, you know, it's not as weird as, as I thought it would be. Like, it, at the beginning it was, but now it's just kind of like something like I'm a raven. Right. Like, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, it's normal now. And, when I go out there on the field, I feel like, you know, all the guys embrace me and they have my back and they always, you know, tell me they want me to do well. Like, you got to get off today, this, that, all type of stuff they tell me. So it just makes me feel like, you know, I'm one of the guys. And, you know, it, it, honestly, it makes me feel like I've been here, even though I haven't been. It just feels right. It feels normal well, I'm on the field. Was it a little weird at the beginning? Because I heard you, you had to squash a little beef with Ladarius. Yeah. When he first <laughs> got here. Yeah. Tell me about that. So give me the backstory here. Uh, you can be honest because it's it goes, podcast. It goes way back to maybe like my third year in the league. And he had some. it was something about like we were playing against them and up 
like the next week and I, I got the we quote. Do you want me to read the AB. quote? What did he say? He you said right, something about I'll read the yeah, quote. He, he said something about AB was you. like talk, they talking about me with AB and like <laughs> a player than me or something. Look at like, like, We're about to come back to just reignite some now, old flame. Now we yeah, say right, this because right. we know you're cool with Webb. Yeah, so we yeah, can have fun talking about it now. Exactly. All right. So Webb said every time somebody asks me a question, they're always talking about Mike Wallace. But they have a guy number eighty four in Antonio Brown who is better than Wallace in all aspects of the game. Yeah, yeah. See, that was that was kind of got me hot. Uh, I, I can like, understand about him killing Webb. And every time I play against you, you always back up. Like, like I don't know how far. He's like, giving you fifteen yards. Yeah, you're giving line. me fifteen yards. So like, I always used to tell my coaches, man, twenty one is scared of me, man. Just just throw me the ball. Just give me the ball. You know, I, like, and then. Honestly, even though that's when it escalated, but it was already before that because Coach Tomlin told me when I first got there, it was the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when you play this game, you have to pick a guy out who is going to be the guy who you go against. And he was like, you're going to be here for a long time. So when you find, you go out there and you pick you a guy, and that's who is going to be your opponent. It's like, like, that, it's like, like, like that's who you hate yeah. kind of thing? Huh? That, like, pick a guy to hate? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. And I was like, okay, well, this guy 21, well, he, he came in with me. We the same we the same draft class. And this is I know they're gonna put him on me, so all right, this is my guy who I hate now. So I already well, didn't like him. Just I gotta because. read your quote. I gotta read your quote. So okay, you had a good response. What you know, I, you're talking about being feisty like Steve, so you had a good one. You had a good comeback. You said, That guy doesn't really matter to me. Who is that guy? I mean I heard of him, but at the end of the day he can't check me, so it is what it is. It's gotta be somebody who really matters to motivate me. He really don't. <laughs> see? That's what I'm saying. That's the young Mike, man. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, man, like I'm already see. I don't. Steve is my guy. All he does is amp it up. Right, I'm right, already right. like that. Like <laughs> it's true. Like I'm. I'm built like that. So I, I. I honestly feel like nobody can check me. You know, if I if I lose a battle, it's because of something I did. I don't. Right. I honestly never give the defense credit. I always feel like. <laughs> I always feel like it was something I could have did better. Like if I if I don't catch the ball, it was because of something I did. Uh, if I'm not open, it's because of something I did, or they were holding one of the two. Right. right. Then, I think I heard you tell a ref that. Yeah, I told him the other day before the game even started. I'm like, man, number 31 and number 20 is already holding, and the game ain't even started. <laughs> they're already holding. Like, that's what they're going to do. Don't you sit next to Webb now? Like, do you sit he's right like next two, to him? Like, he's like two or three two lockers. Down. Down. Nice. That's my guy, though. Like, once I got here, it was already it was, it was already like we got cool fast. It was like the first day we were good. Right. He's a funny guy, man. That's my guy. I love being on the team with him. He's so funny. They have so many guys that keep my day going. Like, Steve, Steve is number one. Right. Because you never know, like – during the day, what you gonna get with Steve? Ever like, right. every single day is a is a, like an adventure. Like you like, what is he gonna do today? Like, <laughs> like something is gonna happen. It's not you just stay tuned because something is gonna happen. I don't know what it's gonna be. I can't tell you exactly what it's gonna be, but it's gonna be something. Bring in a bunch of costumes, make the rookies yeah, dress up. Guy, We've been man. on the receiving end of a couple of those, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. you, know, you never know exactly what you're gonna That's get. What you with. never know. You could be so cool with him. Like, how you doing? Stay off. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, he just he's just like he just. You can be nice as you want to him. It's just something he going. He is just in him. He has to be rude. He has to go against the grain. He can want to tell you hello, but he just going. Something's going to tell him like, nah. Tell this guy to get out of my face. He can be like, how you doing? Like normal people, like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> nah, Steve. Nah, get out of my face. Like that's the type of guy he is. Like I could just. The other day we had to play like the end of the game play, that. Somebody always, you know, when you just pitch it back, we just practicing a little play, like just in case you're in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And we pitching the ball back, 
Steve catches the ball, and on the play, he's supposed to pitch me the ball. And I know before the play is running across, like I'm running across, I'm like, why Steve don't throw me the ball? I just know it. Like before I even go across, I know he's not going to throw me the ball. So it's just like we go, we doing the little things. His turn to throw me the ball. He just act like he about to throw it and keep it, run, <laughs> throw it back way on. And I said, before it even happened, I was like, I knew this was going to happen. Like, like, I've been on the team with this guy for like seven months, and I've already known like all of this stuff he's going to do. Every time he's going against the grain. Every time. <laughs> if we're talking about Steve, we're going to have to get a bleep button out, by the way, Garrett. Do we have a bleep button? We do have a bleep button. All right, nice. Yeah, okay. Okay. We can well, well, talk about start, Steve. I can start driving. Yeah, yeah exactly. You can, it's all uncensored right now. Okay. So. Like you got a, a really interesting career, you know, because mm. you come in as a third-round pick, right? Mm. Third-round pick yep. in Pittsburgh. And early on, you kind of have instant success. Mm-hmm. You start to go off. Mm-hmm. You know, you're all of a sudden one of the hot new guys mm-hmm. in the NFL. And you even kind of said, like, in listening to that quote, you're like, that's the young Mike mm-hmm. right there. How did you handle that early success? Honestly, I was on a team with so many veteran guys who wouldn't even let you get ahead of yourself. And Ben is that type of guy. Ben, great guy. Love him to death. That's one. That's gonna be my guy till I die. You know. So, uh, but he we was won't the type tell of anybody guy. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, everybody knows my relationship know, is a little different. <laughs> but uh, he he's the type of guy who will make you stay humble though. At the same time, like if you if you go out and start trying to get a big head, he the type who will look at like I'm not gonna throw you the ball if you act crazy. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he like he wants you to be hype. He wants you to do well, but he doesn't want you to think. You know, you're bigger than the team. Uh, he'll keep you grounded. He definitely will do that. And you know that. So being on the team with guys like him, Hines, Debo, uh, Ferrier, those guys, they just were such great leaders that it was easy. It was, it was the same as over here that they had with, you know, Nada, Ray, Sizzle, mm-hmm. all of those guys, you know, the older guys, Derek Mason, all of those mm-hmm. guys from when I first got in the league. It was the same. Like, that's why it was so, so tough against each other, because it's like the same thing. Yeah, so those guys, I, so I imagine if a guy was over here and they just getting a young guy, you know, say Tory came in when he first came in, was doing well. I'm pretty sure if he just started acting too crazy, Ed, uh, you know, Ray, all of those guys would calm him down. It's the same way. Was it something that you kind of knew? You're like, I better keep quiet in this locker room because I know that there's guys that are going to say something if I do. Or did you... Did you start to get a little crazy, and then they said, hey. They never had to do that to okay. me, though, because I wasn't that type of guy. Even though I, I'm feisty, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm a happy guy. Like, I'm having fun with my teammates. We gonna, I'm never going to be a guy who's going to come in and, you know, think I'm bigger than the team. Think like, nah, I'm not talking to these guys. I've been doing, playing too good. Like, nah, I'm not. You know, nobody ever had to do that to me, but I've seen it happen to other guys mm-hmm. because of how they were. But at the same time, I just, I was just, really, it was just happening so fast. I was just going with the flow, you know, and, you know, I just, I've been a guy who flies under the radar for a while, you know, I, in college, I would make big plays, but I never really got the ball, so when they, when I got to the NFL and was making big plays, it just happened so fast that you never really got a chance to just enjoy it, I was just moving, just going, like, okay, let's make another play, let's make another play. Yeah, it that's interesting, fun. and then, then you, you sign a six-year, $60 million deal. Five years. Five years, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Five years, yeah, six don't short up the average. Yeah, that's, 12, <laughs> that's 12. That's 12, right. yeah, 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 not that. Did you like, turn down a whole bunch more money I saw? Yeah, it, nah. It, it was a little bit. It was kind okay. of the same. Okay. It, was, it was pretty right. much the same. It's a little bit more money. It wasn't much. Right. It was close to the same. But you get a big deal. I think that yeah. whatever it is, yeah, it it's a big, big. deal. And big now deal. all of a sudden, there's no, like, you don't flying fly- under the radar. No, no. Now you just, you're the guy. Right. And I go from being on the team who was just such a veteran team, man. Guys, like, we probably was the oldest team in the league to going to the youngest team in the league. Now I go from being 
one of the youngest guys on the team to now I'm one of the oldest because mm -hmm. in Miami we had so many guys who were like 20, 21, 22. Our team was so young that I was like a, going there, I was like in my fifth year, but I was one of the oldest guys on the wow. team. And they might have had like one or two guys like 10 years or older. Then it might trickle down to somebody who's in like year seven. And then right. I was up, like, I was probably like the fifth oldest guy <laughs> on the team at like 26 years old. Wow. Like it was crazy. So what did that do to you mentally? Not only just being a veteran and being expected to lead like that, but mm -hmm. just the pressure of, of getting a big contract yeah, like that. Yeah, honestly, I don't really feel like it was just the, the pressure. Of, the money really didn't do anything for me. Mm -hmm. I, I might, it might change like the outside perception mm -hmm. of people expecting you to do this or do that. But for myself, it was the same. I took the same approach. It was just a different environment, a different team, different organization, different everything. Everything was so different that you know, you you always be like, all right, you know, I go here, I'm I'm me, so wherever I go is gonna be the same. Mm -hmm. Nah, it's, it was totally different playing in Pittsburgh and then playing in Miami, and not city-wise. The city, everybody knows it's two different cities. Just the the culture, just the the program, everything that plays such a big part that, like, as a young player, you wouldn't know. You know, coming like I have never knew anybody in the NFL. Like, right. When I was younger, like. We didn't have guys coming back to the, like the neighborhood and stuff like that when I was young. Like not too many people made it to the NFL like from around where I was, was, was when I was younger. But mm -hmm. now we have so many guys that it's easy to run into somebody who plays and see with their arms reach. All right, this is how you should do things. This is how you should do that. Like me and my guys, me, my homeboy Keenan, my other uh, homeboy uh, Kendrick Lewis, the one mm -hmm. who we were close to the same age. We all were like pretty much the first guys making it from around where we come from. Mm. So we were the ones setting the tone. So nobody led it, led for us. We just, we were doing the leading. And it's like some decisions you make, it's like you you feel like they're right. Some of them you feel like they're wrong. But at the same time, we never had nobody really to show us. So we were making, I'm like, I'm not going to take your, your what you say and be like, all right, you right. Because you never did it before. Right. I'm only going to listen to myself in this situation. Like if all three of us, in a situation none of us been there before, I'm not about to take what you think of, what <laughs> right. you think is the right. I don't know any better than yeah. you. Yeah, so I'm going right. to go for, I have my own mind, so I'm going to go right. for what I think is right. right. So, you know, those situations, sometimes you're like, all right, they, they could be better. The grass is always going to be greener, but it's not always like that. You know, right. uh, it was just pressure just from myself wanting to do well. Like, not the money, it's just like, all right, I go down here, I do get this money, now I want to play, do, improve the people. Like, I'll be the same player here mm -hmm. that I was there. It right. just didn't work out like that for a lot of different reasons. The crazy thing, though, it, when you look at the stats, you had good years in my I did have good years. Right. It, I think it, that, that's kind of gotten blown out of proportion. Yeah, like people because think that, people think, you know, it got to the point where people would be like, you know, uh, like I, they would say I, I set out like the whole half of the game. Like, like that's how I left Miami. It was just a perception. Right. Like, you know, this guy didn't want to play in the game. He's like, man, I go to practice all week. I work hard all week. You think I'm really about to say I'm not going back into the game? I'm just going to sit out. Like, so right. people, you know, just draw their own, you know, their own perception of you up. You know, people like I'm selfish. You know, you never met me. You don't know me. Like, right. like I'm, a, I'm one of the most, you know, the nicest guys that I know. You know, as far as like the way I am. Like, I'm, like, I'm the same guy every day. I'm not going to come to Baltimore and be a different guy that I was in Pittsburgh. I'm the same exact guy. It's just mm -hmm. that. 
certain people see you, uh, they don't know you, and they just figure they could just make up stuff. But it is what it is. Yeah. It's just different. Man. Do you think some of that started because of the holdout with Pittsburgh? That's, yeah. That that started to yeah, kind of turn the perception? Because I was like, everything was like all up here. Yeah. And then that happened, and it kind of, and that was always good with the organization. Like, me and Pittsburgh, we, like, if I see Mr. Rooney, if I see Kevin Colbert, we all, it's, it's all love. Like, right. it's always going to be like, how you doing? You know, have fans. It's, it's all, it's all good stuff. But fan right. perception, when you're not there every day, when you don't have a relationship with me, when you don't really know me, you would think I'm this person or that person. And, like, behind, you know, the scenes, everybody's going to bat for me. All my teammates backing me and texting me, we got your back, bro. Just do what you have to do. We all understand. But if you're in the build, if you play football or you're in within a building or the organizations, you know, you understand the game of football and how things go in the business. If anybody was in the same situation as me, I can guarantee you they would do the same <laughs> thing. It's easy to sit at home and be like, oh, this guy is selfish. Who, who wouldn't want, who wouldn't want take $5 million and be happy for the rest of their life? Right. But who would want five million dollars when you can get thirty million dollars? Like, <laughs> this is real life. This not. This is not like. This is not a game. Like this is. This is a game within football. But this yeah. is real life decisions. I was making a, a decision for my family. Like, it, this is the decision where my mom could go back to work in five years, or my mom could never have to work again. Right. Like, I could care less about anybody when it comes to my family. Like, I don't care about a fan. I don't care about football, money, anything. When it comes to my mom, my dad, my sisters, my brother, my kids, they come first before anything. I don't care who or what it is. God first, my family second, and anything else is, you know, it falls in line. And, and I love football to death, and I love playing in Pittsburgh to death. But at the same time, it was a decision to make for my family and my life. Like, I've been working too hard. I come from nothing. Right, you know, so right. to have a decision that making $30 million guaranteed, are taking the deal where it's twelve million dollars guaranteed. This is eighteen million dollars different. This <laughs> it's is a no-brainer. This that ain't, is a no-brainer. That ain't chump change. Like, I don't find yeah, this on the couch yeah, in the lounge. Yeah, here. you know, I don't really discuss it and go into detail with people because I feel like it's not even really necessary. But if people really want to know, like this is a twelve million dollar guaranteed contract versus thirty million dollars. Like you do the math. Which one you gonna pick? You know, and if I wait three, four months for this. I can get the deal that I got in Miami, and it was right. really it came down to money, and you know that was for my family, and that's why I came here to Baltimore because it was this was a decision going back to playing football, and like my mom straight, my family straight now forever. You know mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about that. So now, you know, from if I had to do that in order to do that to go to Miami, which is not a bad place, there's worse cities to do that. So, but um, yeah, that's just it, that was just was what it was. That was a life decision you had to make that. Like I said, 99.9% of people would, would do the same thing I did. You just Guilty. don't. It's, it's, yeah, you know, it's just hard for you to say that when, it's, when you're not in those shoes, it's, it's easy for you to be like, okay, I wouldn't have did that. Right. I'd just stay loyal to the organization. I love them to death. And, you know, it's my coaches and all other guys, even with, on the team, even coaches, like I said, people within the organization, like, you do what you have to do. Yeah. I understand. It's just business, and that's just the unfortunate side of sports, you know. It's, right. You have to do that sometime. Right. So that's, you're, you're coming off this high, and then you go to Miami, you have good years statistically, mm-hmm. and then the trade happens, yeah. right? So it's like, it's just this roller coaster yeah, for you. Definitely. Because you go from one spot, and in Pittsburgh, I feel like, honestly, I could have paid that 14, 15 years. If, you know, I just stay there, take the deal. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I could stay there forever. That's, that's the organization where I feel like I could stay there and, right. and be on one team the whole time. Then you go from that to be like, okay. 
all right, we have this, we got a decision to make. We go get the money. All right, we gonna do that. And you get there, and it's like, all right, now I have to be a better player than I was there. And then now, you know, you try to do well. You do what you can. Then you get traded. It's like, oh, now I'm on my third team. And <laughs> three years, and when I plan to really only play on one, and then I get there, and I'm, you know, we have AD, man. We have Adrian Peterson up there. You know, really, it's not gonna be too many opportunities. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I was, I had no problem with that. You know, it was. It was what it was. It was like that seven, eight years before I got there. So, right. you know, it wasn't about to change because I got there. And I was cool with that. You know, I think we had a we had a great defense. We had a great coach. We had great guys. And, you know, it worked out for us during the year. It just didn't work out for me. So I feel like you've kind of come full circle in your career now because mm -hmm. you talked about when you first came in, you were an under-the-radar guy. Mm -hmm. You were an under-the-radar guy in college. <coughs> Then you have those years in Miami and then Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Then you get released this offseason and you end up coming here. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it was different signing here than it was when you signed in Miami. You know, oh, it totally. was not like it the was, fanfare. Yeah, nah, it was totally different. People were like, nah, this guy's just trash. <laughs> you know, this guy's <laughs> just bouncing around. Like, But at the same time, I'm the same player I always was. It's just how you use me. You know, it's, it's always going to come down to you know, how, how I get used. I play wide receiver. So at wide receiver, you can either be a guy who's boom or bust. It all depends on the situation and the team that you're on. Football is about situations and I don't play safety or left tackle or D-line where you can make your plays on your own and do what, like, I, the position I play is the most dependent on other people. Right. You and can't you throw yourself football. the ball. You right. can't do that. <laughs> you can't block as an O-line. Running back has to block. Tight end. We all have to run the right routes. The timing has to be there. There's so much right. that has to go on for a wide receiver for it to work out, you know, and in most positions you can kind of make your own plays. Like at quarterback, mm -hmm. you know, if you're in the right so you can be a guy who if they bring you in, make you look like just a game manager. Yeah, but if if they get allow you to throw the ball, you can go out and make a lot of plays at running back, you know, you have got have to have guys to block, but at the same time you can, you know, wiggle out of there. <laughs> do different things. D B, yeah. you know, you can check your guy, but at wide receiver is the most dependent on everybody within the whole thing so sometimes situations just don't work out and mm -hmm. you know people don't understand everything and it's not for them to understand that's why you know certain people are fans and certain people are players and in the business and you got to take the good with the bad i'm with i'm with whatever like honestly i, I it's a blessing just to be here so I, I don't take it personal if somebody like this guy sucks Okay, that just made me go out. And, you know, I, I caught 100 balls today on the judge. That just made me catch up 105. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I will give you credit and, and say this because there's nobody that stays on the practice mm. field longer catching balls off the jugs. Mm. Like, you're one of the last guys off the field mm. every single day, gay, day catching passes on the jugs. So I think there's something to be said for that. The other thing, too, I want to ask you we do something called story time. Mm. And so we want to, I want you to retell the story of the day you signed here because my okay. understanding of it is essentially you, you visit with Harbs and you yeah. visit with Ozzy and everybody else. Mm -hmm. And then you're about to leave. You're about to go catch a flight. You had a flight booked already, mm -hmm. didn't you? And Harbs is basically like, lock the doors. Yeah. Mike is staying here. Yeah. He ain't leaving the building. Yeah, yes. Uh, is that yeah, true? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, it, it was close to that. Uh, so I get here in the morning. We go through the little, you know, the visiting process. And... They just keep telling me how people never leave here when they come on a visit. It's going to be trapping. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> and so we go through it. You know, the coach telling me how, we go, you know, they're going to use me. And we tell them, you know, talking about the game plan, everything. So we get to it and uh, I'm like, okay, it sounds good. But, you know, I kind of, when I went to Miami, it was all about money. 
you know, this time, I kind of want to make sure I'm making the right football decision because, mm -hmm. you know, everybody pretty much is like, nah, this guy's out of there. I want to go to a spot that could give me a chance to go back and prove that I can still play football at a very high level. Right. So it's like we get here out here. I like what, you know, I like the plan and things like that, but at the same time, it's my first visit. It's still, <laughs> still happening You got to go out there and take some yeah, other college I visits, see, right? Yeah, I want to see exactly what's <laughs> going on. You be wine and dine, too. Yeah. Man. You get some free meals. Yeah, get, you know, get a free, get to view the city, see what's everything going on. So. We we get to the days just going by so hard. It's like I'm like I have to catch a flight. I'm supposed to go to New England at two o'clock. Mm -hmm. It's like okay, so it gets to close to like twelve, twelve thirty. I'm like I, you know I got to be in the airport <laughs> right. like, like thirty minutes. And so they still talking Ozzy and my uh, my agents talking. You know trying to work through some numbers and things like that. And you know you tell me I'm like all right sounds good, but I'm gonna just go to New England. You know just to just to see what's going on. See you know see the whole situation, how is it going to play? He was like, all right. He said, okay, just wait right here. So I'm just sitting there for like 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, man, no way possible I'm about to catch my flight. <laughs> so he comes back down. He's like, all right, I think we got it done. I think we got the deal done. He's talking to my agent. I So I go upstairs, talk to my agent. He was like, all right, they, you know, we want to do this, that. You know, I was like, you know what, man? If I like it here. I think it's going to be a good fit. Joe, you know, that was the number. I honestly, you know, I looked at the numbers last year when we were like the least passing team in the league in Minnesota, and then I was looking for who was the top passing team. <laughs> you know, honestly, because I was like, I need to just, you know, I'm going to need some more opportunities. I was up playing here, but, you know. You I know, I'm so glad we threw the ball so much last hey, year so now in a yeah, losing season. Yeah. It really worked out it well. It really did. So I look up and I'm like, wow, they threw the ball like, 200 more times than we did. Like, that's a lot of attempts, like, when you go back and look at Maybe, like, 250 more than right. we did. So I'm like, you know what? That's a lot of touchdowns yeah, out there waiting I was for thinking you. About, I was like, we think about it. Yep, Joe, Joe always liked to throw the ball down the field. That's what he's done since I've been in the league. You know, I think he's one of the best, you know, deep ball quarterbacks in the league. Like, and I've always felt that way, and I'm like, He's a guy who's going to continue to throw it, though. He's like, you might catch one, and then he'll come back the next play and throw it again. And throw it. I used to just see Torrey, you know, playing against those guys all, right. all the time. I always saw him just continually go down the field, go down the field. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to go to Baltimore. Before I, told, before I even came here on the visit, I told my cousin, I was like, I think I'm going to end up going to Baltimore. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask on a scale of 1 to 10. Before you got here, what, how likely did you think it was? I would that say about a 7. Because okay. it was gonna come down. I had a, I had a nice bit of teams, maybe like six teams, seven teams. But at the end of the day, it was only like a few that I would have went to because I wasn't trying to just be on a team. I was trying to be on a team who was gonna be able to win and I was gonna be able to make plays at the same time. Right. And you know, I was going to New England because I'm like, man, no matter who plays over there, they are gonna plug you in and you're gonna be able to, you're gonna be able to make. <laughs> you play in the system. I'm very yeah, you're glad be able to make plays. Patriot. Yeah, <laughs> very very glad you're yeah. a patriot. You, you know, you go over there. I was like, man, I'll be able to make a lot of plays, and you know, I'm just gonna see what they're talking about. But Hard, Coach Hard made me miss my flight, man. And, <laughs> you know, I was kind of hurt about it that day, but at the same time, it was it was great because I wouldn't be here. So possibly. Yeah. So one thing I think is kind of cool, you and Joe Flacco seem to have clicked. Mm. I mean, you guys sit really close to each other in the mm. locker room. Uh, he obviously likes throwing you the football. Mm -hmm. And so it just seems like you guys have kind of become buddies. Mm -hmm. What's something that you could tell us about Joe Flacco that either you didn't know or people in general don't know about this guy? I'm putting you on the spot here, I know. Joe's a quiet guy, but I really feel like Joe talks a lot of <laughs> <laughs> Like I feel like he talks a lot of trash that people – like he, he's – 
he's quiet, but he's not quiet. Like he he's that guy who's just you know just big, tall, cool guy, just walks around, you know, <laughs> with his hair. For, for to be a quiet guy, he talks so much trash. Like when he does say something, it's always funny to me because he's always talking trash, man. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. You just hear him like yapping at Suggs or what? Oh, he has to everybody. Trash everybody. It's, uh, it's just the things that he says is always something smart, like a little smart comment. And I'll be like, bro, you funny as shit. <laughs> <laughs> so three games, three touchdowns for you. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it should have been four. It's, that's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll live with it. There'll I mean, be more. We'll, we'll make that up. We'll There'll be more. That. We'll come back. Uh, so are any of the other offensive players starting to get jealous? <laughs> they ain't getting I'll, in the action yet. Only, uh, not jealous, but the only one who gave me a hard time. Well, not only, but mostly it's Pitta. You always give me, like, you're, you're cutting into his dynamic. His yeah, that's true. He, definitely, he's like, your BFF. He didn't say it like that's my BFF. Like that's already understood. I know they they friends. I know they best friends. <laughs> so that's already understood. But he was like, Mike, you gonna let somebody else go some touchdown? And he told me that before the other game um, when we were warming up in Jacksonville. I was like, you gonna let me have some of your yards? I'm like, you know, we can swap it out. We take, we take some touchdowns. I take some yards, and we'll both be happy. So. Uh, they definitely give me a little hard time, but at the same time, it's all love. It's I, all fun. I noticed you're a smart guy because you always, you butter your bread. Post game <laughs> locker room, you talk up Joe, man. Joe's the best quarterback I've ever seen in history of the NFL. <laughs> you smart Got to. guy. Got to. I went to a prestigious university, man. We learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's that old education, <laughs> right there, education, man. baby. So one thing I, I found in you know poking around a little bit and. I didn't know that right now we're not talking to Mike Wallace. We're talking to Burnell yes. Wallace. Yeah, well, honestly, you're still talking to Mike because I'm going to burn. I'm gonna start going by Burnell when I make 35. Really? Yeah, that's a grown man name. <laughs> like, like this is that name is so grown. Like that's like I'm a third. That's my grandpa's name. So really? you, know, you know that's like an older name. So you have to be a really grown man to go by Burnell. That's like a. Uh, only two people ever, and people probably don't want to call me that because once they know who only two people call me that, then that probably, don't want, you know, only two people ever call me Burnell is Coach Tomlin and Big Ben. That's really? the only two people. Like, Nobody here, does anybody know They that? just found out. Like, <laughs> Kamar found out maybe like a week. As a matter, it may have been at his radio show. I did his radio show on Friday, uh-huh. and they were giving me a hard time. He was like, um, I forgot who asked me. They were like, uh, does anybody know that your first name is Burnell? <laughs> I was like, nah. And Kamal was like, what? And then, you know, that's when he found out that was my first name. But, you know, it's not like I just, like, nah, don't call me that. Not at all. You know, that's my name. But, uh, I'm like I said, I'm a third. My, 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 my father, they used to always call him Mike. So I was always just Lil Mike. Mm. I, don't understand, I don't know why they stopped calling him Burnell. But uh, they always called him Mike. So I was Lil Mike. He'll be like right. Steve Smith when you get to that old man age, still playing ball. You know, Steve put the senior at mm-hmm. the end of his name. You're gonna have to change it to B Wallace yeah. on your jersey. Yeah, B Wallace. <laughs> right? I'm telling, I'm telling Steve you just called him old man too. Yeah, oh, he calls himself an old man. Yeah, he don't care. Yeah, but he can't call that, himself that, whatever he wants. But he lives. Yeah, he lives for that though. So when he when he <laughs> does well in the game or mess over somebody, he's like, y'all got these young boys can't even stop me. This old man. That's what he wants to call himself old. But other than that, he thinks he. I'm taking Mike's advice. He said you got to work to get the upper hand on him. You can't always let him have you the can. upper hand. You so can. I'm trying to Me, just... Me, never let him have it. I can't. <laughs> I just can't because I'm the type of guy I want the upper hand. So, so before we let you go, you three touchdowns already. Mm-hmm. You already said you've already proved a lot of people wrong. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. No, I haven't. Oh, you're not? Not well, yet. Not we, think, we think you've already shown him what's up. But... Yeah, but we're, we're not even close to proving people wrong. We have a lot more to do to 
and three touchdowns to prove people wrong. <laughs> so they you drag my name through the mud, man. They talk, they talk about me bad. So, you know, we need three touchdowns not going to cut it. We need a lot more than that. Ten is career high. Mm-hmm. Think it's realistic? It? I think ten is career high. Yeah, something like that. Regular years to think he'd put up ten, yeah. 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 Is that realistic? Is it in, in your sights? Yeah, most definitely. I think I can get more. Nice. Ravens sounds I like it. to hear that. that. That is very good stuff. And Mike, thank you so much, right. man. In a lot time, of fun. Man. In time. All right, man. In time. Well, as Mike exits the lounge here, just another really good uh, conversation with him. I mean, he's a funny dude and, and really introspective. I think it's, like we were saying, his career path is very interesting. The way he blew up, then kind of got humbled a little bit. And now, I think he's on his way back up. I think so. Uh, the other thing, too, that I appreciate about Mike is he's willing to, like, take on the questions, and he is aware of things that are being said around him. You know, like, he even said it himself. He's like, everyone said I was trash and I was done when I signed here in Baltimore. And, like, you know, not every guy is willing to essentially address that head on, and he's willing to do that. And I think certainly part of that comes with being humble a little bit. But uh, I just appreciate that in a guy. So you asked, you asked him at the end there, you know, what's in store essentially? How big a season can he have? What do you think, Garrett? Let's go on record here, big boy. Well, well, yeah. Well, the 10 touchdown mark is what I was trying to put him on the spot. I was uh-huh. trying to pin yeah, him on that. Yeah, you were definitely trying to pin him on that one. And he, he said he said he, he, he said see- yes, but I'm asking for your opinion, yeah. Garrett. I think 10 touchdowns is certainly within sight. I think at Is the he going to do it or not? I quit hedging. No, I think he's going to hit the 10 touchdown mark. I'm going to go too. I'm going to go over. I'm going to say 10 plus, probably more like the 11 range, double digits. You know like if you had asked me at the beginning of the year, I thought more around the eight touchdown range. Mm-hmm. But he's got three, he got three games. Should have four. Yeah. He had the fourth in his hands, as he, as he admitted. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that he's proven that he's a big-time red zone threat. And Dennis Pitta will elevate in that area. I think he will become a definite red zone threat. But opponents know that, too. And Mike has shown that he can run every route. He runs that slant very well. Um, so he's a lot more than just a big play threat. So, yeah, I think that he can hit 10 touchdowns, 10-plus 10 this year. And I think he's going to come in around, you know, despite his hot start, you look at the league leaders in, in yards, and he's not really even in the – I don't think he's in the top 20. Yeah, he's not in the conversation there. He's right. got about 150 receiving yards on the year. So I think that he's going to probably come in, if I had to guess, around 800 yards, I would say. Uh, you know, 65 catches, 800 yards, maybe more catches than that, and around 10 touchdowns. So – uh, that's a big year. That's that's a very good thing. It's similar numbers to, to what Tory posted here, and uh, that's that's pretty darn good. Yeah, especially when you have a lot of other guys that want to get their hands on the ball as well. So we'll see what Mike can do on Sunday against the Oakland Raiders. Another big game. Ravens are looking to stay undefeated. And again, I'll remind you guys to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Please rate and see, review you're it. You're stealing my thing. Remember, that's my thing. Rate and review the podcast. We might, this, read, we might read your review on the air. That's true. We might read your review. This keeps us in business, keeps us employed, keeps Rat Boy employed. <laughs> you know, so we got to keep it rolling. Thank you for listening, and we will be back next Tuesday.